The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, on August 25th, 2013, based on Psalm 43. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God, through which the Holy Spirit enlightens our hearts with the truth of Jesus Christ, is Psalm 43. Vindicate me, O God. And plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. This is the word of our Lord. Your friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. I walk in danger all the way. We just finished singing that in the hymn. And how true that is. Yes, we have moments of happiness. But grief is always lurking in the shadows. In a way, our life imitates the journey of the people of Israel through that barren land between Egypt and uh, and Canaan. Yes, they had their moments of celebration, such as when the Lord delivered them, rescued them from the Egyptian army by parting the waters of the Red Sea, but they still had the daily stress of living on the road. They were open to attack from marauding forces. They had to find water. And even after the Lord began giving them manna for their daily food, they couldn't store it up. They had to depend on God to keep on sending it day after day. How worrisome that is for us who want to be self-reliant. And then there were those other spiritual dangers attacking their souls, temptations to doubt God's promises to question and even complain about his care, to to imagine that life was better back in Egypt in those good old days. Even though they were slaves then, they walked in danger all the way. Now, as we come to the close of our three-part series on the double Psalm 42-43, we hear joy in the words of the psalm writer. But the struggle... The struggle is still there as well. He still feels the hand of his enemy pressing him down. At times God still seems so far away as if God had rejected him. He still struggles in his soul, feeling downcast and disturbed. There is no heaven on earth for him, no utopian paradise. His joy does not come from things starting to get better. They aren't. Rather, dear friends, rather, his joy comes from his hope. And his hope flows from God's 
light and God's truth. And this hope longs for the Lord's altar, looks forward to going to the altar of the Lord at his holy hill where God dwells. Yes, the psalm writer is walking in danger all the way, but his walk is heavenward, and so is yours, dear Christian, so is yours. Hope, our hope, praises God right now, even as we walk in danger, even when things aren't getting better, and we will praise him forever in his heaven. This hope, a real hope, only flows from God's truth and light. Hope praises our God now and forever. That's the theme here this morning to keep in mind. Hope praises God because his truth reveals his justice. That's part one. And because his light leads us to his dwelling place, part two. Part one. The psalmist writes, Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. He is asking God to judge him and find him innocent. Vindicate him. Now, what do you think about God's justice? God's justice is something that we cannot figure out. At times, God's justice appears to be far away, even blind to the wrongs around us. An ungodly nation, wicked, deceitful men, oppressed, the psalm writer, plagued him. Do you feel that at times? Where is God's justice? We live in a a nation that not only uh, allows, but actually promotes certain kinds of wickedness. And we feel the temptation to accept it. Or at least not to say anything too negative so that others don't think that we're unloving. Where is God's justice? Crimes are committed. The guilty go unpunished. Is that justice? But then we examine our own hearts. How well do you and I stand up under God's law? Have we ever done something that our conscience found questionable? Have we ignored some of the good that our conscience prompted us to do, even though that good was right there in front of us and we were able to do it and had the opportunity, but if we turned the other way, passed by on the other side? But have we loved more than God? How how have we been selfish towards others? Now, I know you can come up with excuses to explain away your guilt. But do those excuses stand up under the scrutiny from your own conscience? How could you and I ever stand up under the scrutiny of the Holy God in his courtroom? He reads our inmost motives. He knows our every thought. How could the psalmist pray, judge me, O God, vindicate me, plead my case? Notice where the psalmist's heart is focused. 
He's focused on God's altar. Then will I go to the altar of God, to God my joy and delight. Now, what did that altar mean to the Old Testament believer? It meant bloody sacrifice. But not his own blood, rather the blood of another, the blood of a lamb, or, or pigeon, or dove, or goat, or bull. Where is God's justice? Well, come. Come to the altar and see God's justice pictured there. Now, what is the truth behind this picture? Well, it's a truth revealed only in God's word. It's a truth that you and I could never have known on our own. We would never have accepted it except the Holy Spirit brought us to believe it. Without the Spirit, we would still be walking around lost in the guilt of our conscience or hardened in the self-righteousness that thinks that we are better than others. Yes, we would never have known the truth of God's justice pictured at the altar. Now, what is that truth? First, every sin must be paid for blood. No exceptions. As that Old Testament believer brought that sacrifice, he saw just how serious his sin was. Sin is deadly. And yet that Old Testament believer, like you and me, recognized that animal blood could not in itself pay for human sin or satisfy divine justice. And that brings us to the other, the greater truth of God's justice. The truth that only the Bible reveals. The truth that would seem, that does seem like foolishness to our human minds until the Holy Spirit changes our thinking and changes our hearts. And what is this greatest of truth? What is the truth behind God's justice? Well, here it is, dear friends, here it is. God himself has provided the bloody sacrifice that truly pays for all sins. God the Son, Jesus Christ, sacrificed himself on the altar of the cross as the Lamb of God. He took our place under God's righteous anger, his holy blood satisfies divine justice. His precious blood redeems you. The Old Testament bloody sacrifices for sin foreshadowed his once and for all sacrifice on the altar of the cross. The sacrifice for you and me and all sinners of all times. Where is God's justice? Come. Come to the cross of Christ. See what God's justice has done to rescue you, dear sinner, to rescue you. No wonder the psalm writer longs to go to the altar of the Lord. It was his joy and delight, just as the cross of Christ is our joy and delight. What hope! What hope God's justice found in the cross of Christ. What hope that brings to our downcast souls. 
For there at the cross of Christ, our hope praises God because his justice has declared sinners righteous based on the sacrifice, the bloody sacrifice of Jesus Christ in our place. And so too we pray with the psalm writer, Judge me, O God, vindicate me, plead my case, but not, not based on my merit, rather based on the merit of your Son, Jesus Christ, and his righteousness. Yes, your justice is so far transcends my understanding, so simply let me rejoice and delight in the cross of your Son, Jesus Christ. When... An ungodly nation oppresses me when the wicked and deceitful leave me walking around in dark mourning. When even you, O God, seem so far away so that my soul feels downcast and disturbed, bring me, bring me to the foot of the cross. Let me ponder your justice, the truth that you justify even me through your Son, Jesus, and his sacrifice. Let me cherish his holy, precious blood shed for me. Hope praises God right now and forever. Yes, hope praises God now as we delight in the truth of God's justice revealed in the cross, we will continue to praise him because of his light that leads us to his dwelling place, which brings us to the second part here. The psalmist writes, Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Now, maybe the first thought on the writer's mind was that he wanted to be able to go back to the temple at Jerusalem and worship with God's people here on this earth. And yet, don't these words lift our eyes to the heavenly Jerusalem, God's eternal dwelling place? And think about it. Even as we gather together as God's people around his word and sacrament here in his house to worship him, isn't this not an anticipation of that day when we, with all of God's people from all of time and every place, will gather around the heavenly throne and worship the Lamb who was slain, but now who reigns forever and ever? And so we too pray, send forth your light and your truth, let them guide me. Only God's word guides us into all truth, for only his word in the scriptures and the sacraments shine with the light of Jesus Christ. And he alone is the light, the one genuine light that shatters the darkness. Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father or to that heavenly dwelling place except through Jesus. Notice how it does not say that Jesus shows us the way as if we could 
get there by simply following his example and doing our best. No, Jesus is the way. Faith believes that Jesus alone has opened heaven for us sinners because Jesus alone has taken away our sin that barred heaven's gates and, and, and locked us out. Any other kind of faith, no matter how sincere, devout, or fervent, is only darkness and damnation. Jesus alone is the light that kindles the fire of true faith within us. And that light of Jesus shines only from his word and sacraments. This hope, our hope here, longs for that day when we see him who is our light face to face. And as long as we keep on walking in his light during our time here on this earth, we will see that heavenly light and what glory that is. Listen again to that description of heaven you heard in the second lesson from Hebrews chapter 12. But you have come to Mount Zion to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. What hope that leads, that holds before our eyes. For you see, dear friends, dear Christian friends, this is your inheritance, and this inheritance belongs to you even now, right here and now. It belongs to you through faith in Jesus Christ. And if you continue to walk in the light of Jesus during your time here on this earth, you will enjoy this inheritance for all eternity. What hope, what hope for our downcast souls. As they journeyed to the promised land, the people of Israel were led by a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud by day. God's word, shining with his light and truth, is our pillar of cloud and pillar of fire through this barren land. Yes, we too walk in danger all the way, but don't lose heart. Don't lose heart no matter how downcast your soul may feel at times or how triumphant the enemy may appear at times. Hope in God. Hope in God. For this hope praises our God. Praises him for his justice revealed in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in our place. This hope lives in the light of his word that leads us to his dwelling place. Hope praises God now and forever. Amen.